I seriously cannot resist Ariana Grande anymore because I, as if you could not just love this girl enough, there's, um, you know, some rumors and speculation and just a little pish-posh, tish-tosh talk in the ether that she's um seeing a very famous comedian actor. And now I don't know if she's just guest starring on a show, um, but, or they're just BFFs because... They're just supreme talents, and I'm referring to Jim Carrey, the one and only, and of course, R.E.G. Like, literally, if they were a couple, um, I'd be at that wedding, like, from afar. <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, everybody, happy Wednesday. It's hump day. It's Andrew, the mistress of pop culture, coming at ya. Um, last night, Tuesday, was the Dem debate, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, because I did watch, and as I've said many, 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 many a times in my, I don't know how many episodes I've done now, um, uh, that I like to provide a robust catalog of information um of stories and whatnot for everybody because although i pride myself on you know being a lover of pop culture which i truly am it is a very interesting time that we're living in it's very important to incorporate and pay attention to the political stories that are going on um and i'm just going to sort of recap it because i didn't watch it i didn't watch the debate in nevada because well whenever i think of vegas i think about like going to cirque du soleil and like partying like it's 1995 but um, no, I did watch the debate today, and it was very interesting, and it, it just gave me so much anxiety, and it made me realize that I don't want to watch the next one, even though I probably am, because I literally have to keep in tune with the times. Um, time goes by so slowly, in the words of uh, Gwen Stefani. Um, no, Madonna, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, getting my music catalogs all mixed up. Um, but, by the way, the reason why I wanted to start my episode with Break Free by the one and only Queen Ariana Grande is because two of my stories today have to do with the one and only, and I actually don't think I've talked much about her on my podcast, um... Not because I dislike her. In fact, I love her. It's like, no, I loathe her. No, I, like, loathe how much I love her. Um, it's just, like, out of control. Um, she's just, like, perfection in the figure of a young, beautiful woman um, who's a mass wild success for herself. But I do, I have to say, I love her on her days of um, Sam and Cat with Jeanette McCurdy. Oh, my God, that was, like, the greatest Nickelodeon show ever. And I do believe she was on um, Sam and Cat, and she was on, before that, Vic- Victorious with Victoria Justice. I just love those Nickelodeon girls, but you know what I do wonder? I always wonder why the Nickelodeon girls don't become as big of stars, with the exception of Ariana Grande, of course. Um, and I guess, arguably, um, uh, iCarly, what was her name? Miranda Crossgirl, she became huge too, but I do, I do wonder why like, the, Nickelodeon's girl, the Nickelodeon girls don't like catapult like Zendaya or Lindsay Lohan, or um, who else is a Disney girl? Um, Hilary Duff, uh, just to name a few, but, you know, it's just crazy, because Nickelodeon is just as good, I mean, Amanda Bynes, actually, you know, I think the back Amanda Bynes became a huge, huge, huge star, and she was a Nickelodeon alumni, um, speaking of which, shout out to Amanda Bynes, I love you, girl, and she was spotted at IHOP, I was, uh, you know, reading my blogs and whatnot, and I saw she was spotted at IHOP with her man, looking so chic as ever, I'm just loving this dark hair look on her, she just is just like, uh, she's such a style icon. Now, um, before I just, you know, scurry off into the abyss. I want to say, before I get into my first story, which is sort of recapping the Dem debate, um, this is not at all uh, an endorsement of any kind to any of the candidates. Um, I'm just recapping what was on because it was an important story and it's important to, you know, talk about what's going on in the world and the culture. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, like, love me some um, some people to Jay because he's, like, part of the tribe. Okay, so here we go. Winners and losers from the Democratic debate. This is from CNN. Um, these are all opinions and whatnot, um, but there are a lot of, a lot of things that happened, a lot of over-talking, a lot of people who didn't, you know, stay within the, um, I guess, a lot of time given, but by the way, Gail King looked so great as a moderator. She should moderate every time. I love Gail King, um, and I should just, like, it's like eating a piece of, like, you know, 
angel food cake. She's just comfort. She's warm. She's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, that hair. She had a purple lip, which I loved. It was definitely a statement. Um, and I'm sure Oprah was watching her BFF and was like, yes, girl, yes. And I love that two BFFs literally became so successful. I mean, that is just like the dream. And that is what life is all about. Like besties supporting besties. Okay, so let me see here. What's a story that seems, like, appropriate? I'm on CNN.com here, and I thought I was going to read one thing, but then I realized I don't want to read it because I'm, you know, the mistress of pop culture. I'm, like, literally stressed out. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a little cough. Um, okay. You know what? I'm just going to do this. Uh, this is from CNN. Chris Saliza's Winners and Losers from the 10th Presidential Debate. Now, this is his opinion, but I'm going to read it because I agree on some of his points. The 10th Democratic Debate, this one in Charleston, South Carolina, is in the books. It was an incredibly contentious affair, uh, true, um, with candidates shouting at and over one another as they scramble to draw contrasts with each other in advance of the critical South Carolina primary on Saturday. Um, below, the best and worst from the night that was. Okay, the winners, in his opinion, by the way, opinion piece, opinion piece. Pete Buttigieg, the former South Bend Indiana mayor, who looked very handsome, may I add, um, was at his absolute best in this debate. He found several occasions to make direct contrast with Bernie Sanders, most notably on the dangers for Democrats of nominating a Democratic Socialist and the differences in their health care plans, which is a win in its of itself. Buttigieg also flashed a sense of humor when plugging his website to encourage donations, which was a welcome moment. Uh, I actually, I thought that was very funny. And I love a little comedy in these very, um, you know, intense, stressful moments because it, it, it breaks, it's com comedic relief, um, which was a welcome moment of levity in a debate defined by people shouting at one another at a very close range. If voters were looking for a Sanders alternative who looked like he could be a commander-in-chief in this debate, Buttigieg made a very good case for himself. Very true. Joe Biden. Biden turned his outrage mere way, emphasis on way, in this um, article, up in this debate. He hammered Tom Steyer on the billionaire support for private prisons, a move aimed at trying to peel away black voters from Steyer in advance on the South Carolina primary. He cast Sanders as a dangerous risk for the Democratic Party to take with potentially disastrous down ballot consequences. If Rep. Jim Clyburn, D. South Carolina, was looking for energy out of Biden before making a formal endorsement decision, Clyburn will announce his choice Wednesday morning. He got it from the former vice president. Biden is still not a terribly good debater, however. Um, he repeatedly stumbled as he tried to make his points. Uh, I'm going to interject this article and say, that was probably just nerves and like, you just, you have so much you want to say and the same thing happens to me. It's like when I make an episode, I have so much I want to say, I stumble over my words. It, it's completely normal and I, that didn't even bother me whatsoever. Um, because quite honestly, I could never even get up on a stage and debate like in high school or college when I had to make speeches in my communications class. I was like, what the hell? I like went to the infirmary and like pretended I'm a sick. <laughs> um, let's see here. He reportedly stumbles, okay, blah, blah, blah. He kept um, claiming he wrote every bill or close to it. Like, who has that all the time on their hands? Jeez. Uh, um, anyone who got to the stage cited. He reportedly complained about the rules of the debate. Not a good look. But on the whole, there was a more good than bad there for Biden. Amy Klobuchar. By the way, this Amy Klobuchar lady, I don't know who she is, but she's, like, literally hilarious. I was, like, literally laughing my ass off. I want to meet her. I want to bring her on my episode, uh, on an episode of the Mistress of Pop Culture. And be like, Amy, like, what are your, like, takes on, um, Ariana Grande and, like, um, I don't know, like, Zendaya and Jacob Lordy? Like, I wonder what she has to say. Like, I feel she always has something really important to say. And I, I could use a podcast from her. Okay, Amy Klobuchar. As she has done in nearly every debate, the Minnesota senator did more with fewer opportunities than almost any other candidate on the stage. She repeatedly sought to be the voice of reason and calm as everyone around her just kept shouting. She also delivered a series of solid policy proposals outlining her views on domestic and foreign policy to many voters who may have just been getting to know her and what she believes. Klobuchar wasn't as sharp or as much of a standout as she was in the debate just before the New Hampshire primary, but in a debate defined by the bad, she was a bright spot. I like totally agree. Okay, not Bernie Sanders. Billionaires. 
he's like obsessed with billionaires. I'm like, I'm gonna be one too. Okay, Bernie Sanders. The Vermont senator got hit with a few hard punches to which he had no response. His voting record on guns, how he would pay for his policy proposals, and booing from the crowd. More on this below. Clearly threw him off his game. But no one knocks Sanders out. And given his strengths in the race right now, that amounts to a win for him. If nothing major changes in the race between now and Super Tuesday, Sanders will emerge on March 4th with a very clear delegate lead. Nothing but a mental change tonight. Donald Trump is, uh, I guess, what this um, person listed as the last winner. A bitter, angry shout fest in which virtually every potential nominee's dirty laundry was aired, the president couldn't have drawn up a better debate for his chances of winning a second term. Now, this is, again, an opinion piece from Chris Cliza. Now, I'm going to read to you... Um, who, in his opinion, once again, I can't emphasize that enough, his opinion are the losers. Well, not losers, but I guess not, maybe not as strong. Um, and if you're like me and can like figure out through via deductive reasoning, you know who I'm going to say. Um, but now, of course, a word from our sponsor, because that's literally what I do, and that is my job as a resource of pop culture. So here is our sponsor, Anchor. Oh, thank you so much, Anchor. You just are like the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, now back to the article. Losers. Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire businessman, was a better was better in this debate than in the last one in Vegas. He was like, making jokes about that too, but like they weren't very funny. I was like, leave the stand up comedy to like Wanda Sykes. Um, I would like love if Wanda Sykes ran for president. By the way, I'd vote for her. She's literally so funny. By the way, her special on Netflix is so so good. You guys should watch it. It's very impressive. Her Ellen, um, just so great. Okay. Um, but he wasn't good. Bloomberg committed a near-Freudian slip early in the debate when he started to say he, quote, bought a Democratic House majority before recalibrating to say he helped Democrats reclaim the majority. Bloomberg awkwardly referred to his rivals as fellow, quote, contestants. He tried to make jokes, most notably about his poor performance in the last debate. Notice how I said he tried. And Bloomberg still doesn't have a good answer about his alleged off-color jokes and dismissive past comments about women. How is that possible? And Elizabeth Warren. She was totally fine, but fine is probably not good enough that given that Warren has yet to finish in the top two in any state and looks very unlikely to do so in South Carolina on Saturday. The Massachusetts senator seemed most impassioned and effective while attacking Bloomberg for his past comments about women um, and his wealth. Warren faded from view too often, however, in the parts of the debate, she needed another star turn like she had in Las Vegas six days ago. And she didn't get one. She didn't get one. Okay, moderators, um, the five person... Oh, let me see here. Oh, this person didn't even put... Tom Steyer in the winners or losers of the debate. Hmm, interesting. Um, anyways, okay, moderators, the five-person CBS team swung between refusing to get involved as candidates talked over one another for 15 to 20 seconds at a time and stepping in at unnecessary moments to pick up actual substantive agreements between the two can- between the candidates. Um, the questions were also not great, focused uh, too much on narrow policy matters, charter schools, not enough on big issues. Of the day, like, say, the coronavirus, which I thought was brought up. Look, uh, blah, 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 live audience. Okay, so that's that. And that's all I'm going to talk about with the uh, Dem debate. So on to the next day. Okay, so obviously I started my episode out with the Ariana Grande song. And that is because this I have two stories have to do with her. Well, the first one has to do with Pete Davis as well. Pete Davidson airs Ariana Grande's Dirty Laundry and shocking Netflix special. This is from E. I just love a shocking story. It literally makes me feel so alive. And I literally want to run around town. Pete Davidson is releasing his version of Thank You Next, but instead of an upbeat poppy tone, it's a Netflix comedy special titled Alive from New York. Every artist has their outlet. And like actor Ariana Grande, the Saturday Night Live star has channeled his emotions and heartbreak into creating something that makes people laugh. Alibet, at the expense of others like his ex. But, as the 26-year-old views it, his ex is, quote, fair game. He explains, quote, she has, you know, her songs and stuff, and this is what I have, okay? More specifically, the comedian believes 
he's entitled to air out his dirty laundry concerning Ariana because she talked about their relationship at great lengths in a Vogue interview and called their engagement an amazing distraction. Oh my god, literally when I read that, I was literally on the floor crying laughing. I love Ariana Grande. She's savage. Um, by the way, her Vogue spread is like literally the greatest thing ever. Um, quote, could you imagine if I did that he casually quips my career would be over tomorrow if I spray painted myself brown and hopped on the cover of Vogue magazine and just started shit-talking my ex? Can you imagine if I did that shit? Um, the last part of the joke that was in reference to the controversy surrounding Grande's darkened skin tone on the cover. Um, I thought she just looked gorgeous and tan. Like, no disrespect. So, silence yourself, Pete Davidson. Okay, Pete then says there would normally be repercussions for speaking so boldly about an ex, among other things, but Ariana faced none. Instead, yeah, because she's a queen. Instead... Uh, Pizza she went on to win Billboard Woman of the Year for 2018 while he was branded Butthole Eyes, a moniker that stuck with him. Quote, so sometimes life is a little unfair, he chuckles. Um, he also makes a valid point when he says that normally after a breakup, a guy can take comfort in their support from his friends, but Ariana's song Thank You Next made that kind of difficult. Pete jokes that his friends and grandmother even told him, quote, Peter... It's a slap. I'm really sorry. It's a good song. I don't even listen to that stuff. That shit. Um, then, to add further insult to injury, she talked about the size of his genitalia. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Contrary to the popular opinion, Pete thought it was, quote, super weird for her to marvel over his nice D. Quote, I didn't like it because it's just simply not true. She has, a, she has little tiny, oh my gosh, she has little tiny little hands. She has very little hands. Everything's effing huge to her. It was an effing joke. The entire time we were dating, he shares. Nonetheless, Davidson states it was, quote, genius, really, because now every other girl he shares a bed with will be disappointed. Um, one thing the 26-year-old can say about his short-lived relationship is that she made him, quote, famous and a household name for no reason. Um, quite honestly, I've looked at many, many photos of Pete Davidson, and I'm really trying to see the appeal. I start from the fact that he's hilarious um and that's obviously a very poignant um attribute to carry around with you and the size of his um well down south member um i'm just kidding that's kind of sick not really um i don't know i don't say maybe he's just not my type um but clearly she he's reg's type and if he's reg's type he's my type because ariana g has just fabulous this um let me think i'm just going through her roster of past trysts hmm i approve okay so the next story I, I have to deliver also has to do with Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, you're, like, so famous. Okay, Pete Davidson says his engagement to Ariana Grande was, quote, over after Mac Miller's death. Um, this was actually a story for money, but I didn't report about it because Tuesday I wanted to talk about The Incredible, which I have, uh, you know, posted from a couple days ago, The Incredible Memorial of Kobe Bryant, which, by the way, you guys, I'm still reeling over it, how beautiful it was, and Beyonce's performance was just so slamming. I've been watching it on YouTube for quite some time now, and Vanessa's speech, his late wife, was just incredible and it was just so beautiful and christina, i didn't even get to say by the way christina aguilera's performed at the uh and alicia keys performed at the service stunning just incredible and i'm so happy that there was just so much love and you know just true 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 celebration of kobe's life um at the memorial so that episode is up if you want to check out a recap of it go ahead or go on youtube and watch the whole thing it's amazing okay uh this is also oh excuse me for me pete davidson says his engagement to ariana grande was quote over after mac miller's passing uh, big dialogue energy. Pete Davidson is known for his crass and cheeky jokes on Saturday Night Live, 
But in real life, he's been playing around when it comes to his love life and wanting to become a dad within the next five years. The 26-year-old comedian, he's four years younger than me and he wants to be a dad. That's crazy. I'm 30 years old and I literally have no desire to become a parent. But maybe I just, I'm not going to have kids. That's, that's totally okay. We live in an era where, like, that's okay to be a single person. I love it. I live for it. I'm literally walking around town like, I'm single. Hey, hit me up, girl. Mm-mm, goodbye. The 26-year-old comedian sat down with Charlemagne the God, where he candidly discussed his many romances with celebrities like Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, Margaret Qualley, and Kaya Gerber. Oh my gosh, she gets around. <laughs> Clearly, what Ariana said about his member monthly drew. Um, of course, it's safe to say that Davidson's most famous relationship was with a Thank You Next songstress. To everyone's surprise, the two got engaged back in June 2018 when the SNL star was still up and coming. However, after four whirlwind months, the pair called it quits. Um, bye. Um, for the comedian, he felt things were, quote, over after Grande's ex wife from Mac Miller passed away in September 2018 due to an accidental overdose. Quote, I think I said, like, I'll be here until you don't want me to be here, Davidson said about being there for Ariana as she mourned the rapper. Quote, I pretty much knew it was over around that. That was really horrible, and I can't imagine that shit, what that shit is like. That shit is just terrible. Um, All I do know is that she really loved the shit out of him, and it wasn't putting on a show or anything, he continued. That was effed up. And prayers to his family and all of his friends still. Davidson explained that while he and Ariana broke things off a while back, he still wants to be cool with her and everyone he dates. Um, and despite, it sounds like he's obsessed with her, clearly, because he's still bringing her up, like, uh, pipe down, Chachi. And despite the fact that he makes jokes of his past relationships, including the one he had with the 26-year-old pop star, he said, some topics are, quote, off-limits. Quote, I think genuinely being hurtful is off-limits, or anything like being shitty or anything. The, the comedian uh, expressed, quote, I want to be cool with everybody, but, you know, stand-up's part of my life. That's a highly publicized thing. I feel like Ariana got her fair run and fair stab at it, and like I said... I don't have social media, and I don't have an outlet to really express my feelings, so stand up just how I do it. Wow, what a, what a, what a thing to not have social media. If only I could not have it. Part of me has thought so many times about deleting it, but then I literally would be completely off the grid. Nobody would find me, like, where in the world's Andrew Dimitri? I don't know, he's busy. Um, he added, quote, Ariana's the queen of shade, and I hope people feel the same way about my jokes. Um, I don't. Um, aside from dating one of the biggest pop stars ever... Very true. Pete has also been linked to some of Hollywood's greatest, including Kate Beckinsale and Margaret Qualley. He was most recently tied to 18-year-old supermodel Kaya Gerber, but the two decided to go their separate ways earlier this year so he could focus on his mental health. If anything, the 26-year-old star made it clear that he's staying single for a while. What can I say? Quote, what can I say? I love love and I'm pretty done with that. He told Charlemagne, I'm going to try and stay away from that. It's just a lot. I think you grow as a person. I've learned a lot from the awesome chicks that I've been with and they're all cool. He continued. So I think you just grow and you become a better version of yourself because you learn a little something from everybody. Um, that's basically it. And then the interview goes on. You know what? I love you, Davidson. I love that he's being so open and candid and I'm, I'm not a fan. If he, you know, if Ari loved him, then I love him too. Because you know what? I just, I envy her. All right, everybody. That's my little, you know, dip into what's going on in pop culture and, you know, the Dems, debates, and what's not. You know, because I like to provide a robust amount of information. Um, I do have to say, please follow me on social media or just message me because I'm, I would love to know what you guys want to hear. Because I love talking. I can chat all day. But you know what? Uh, you guys are my people and I deliver for you. Um, I'm your public servant, so... Please hit me up on Instagram at Andrew Dimitri and let me know what stories you want me to uh, play. All right, everybody, this is Mistress of Pop Culture. I'm heading now. I have a very busy day and um, I'll be back later. Well, XOXO, Gossip Girl.